That is Victor Antoni with Teta Watulanje. And if you've just joined us, this is Lifetime Live with me, Asanda Peta, here on SAFM, leading the conversation. A bit of a change in our topics. We're actually not going to talk about uh, pit toilets now, uh, but if you've sent your SMSs through, we do appreciate that, and you can still do that. So we want to get the latest now in terms of e-tolls, um, and uh, we'll be chatting to Wayne Duvenage, who is CEO of Outer. Uh, Wayne, welcome to SAFM. Lovely to be with you. Thanks for making time to chat to us. So the latest on e-tolls now being uh, uh, the call for them to be scrapped. Uh, tell us more. Well, first of all, this is not new. We've heard the ANC and Council calling for the scrapping of e-tolls for a number of years now. And, uh, you know, this is a decision that has to be made by national government. Um, but it is national government that is ruled by the ruling party that made these decisions in the past to go ahead with the scheme. And very quickly after it was launched in 2013, end of 2013 to 2014, about June, we saw it peak at about 40% compliance, and it's dropped ever since then. It's now at about 25%. And for a user pay scheme, anything under 90% will fail over time because it costs too much to chase the, the defaulters. And uh, so this has been an outright failure, and I think government is coming to its senses. One wonders whether these calls now by the new uh, um, the new members within the ANC, Gauteng, um are whether there's a political uh, or politicking gestures. Because I think the, uh, the, 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 the there's a sense that it is going to be scrapped because it has failed completely in the next few uh, months uh, uh, to the end of the year. We, we assume it will be cha- uh, cancelled. So the newly elected uh, chairman of the ANC, the uh, ANC Provincial Secretary, yeah. Jacob Kawe, has been cited yeah. then as, you know, uh, supporting that the tolls be scrapped. And as we yeah. know, Alta has always stood against that. Uh, but yeah. this is quite, you know, something new that there's been like a change that you're saying in, in terms of what the government is saying now. What's, what's, what could we look at this and say these are the reasons? Well, well, it's because it's failed. Now, remember the Gauteng ANC uh, uh, um, team has, has in the past, David McCurry is on record uh, as far back as 2014, uh, raising his concerns, and, and even, even prior to 2012, before he became the Premier, uh, raising his concerns about tolls. But the Gauteng ANC have already called for it to be scrapped uh, a number of times. And, and so this is not really new. I think what is new is that it's coming towards the end of the five-year tender period, I don't mm. think anybody's going to want to tender again. I don't think government wants to put it out to tender. And so there's a dawning and a realization that if you're struggling just to cover the costs of collection, in other words, the 60 million rand or so they're getting a month is barely covering the collection costs, as we saw in their last financials, uh, which will be coming out, but we know what the figures are. They've built about 2.7 billion rand in the last financial year. Uh, up to March 2018, and they've only been able to collect about 700 million. Uh, so, so really down to about 25, 30 percent uh, collection rate, and that is a fail in any scheme. And, and, and that's what it costs them roughly to just collect the money. So nothing's going into settling the bonds. And I think the ANC and Kharteng are now rallying this call, uh, putting it on their manifesto and their mandates uh, for the forthcoming elections, and they're starting those uh, making, to make those noises now. That's the reality uh, in terms of the South African population, the high cost of living. We're just not uh, able to afford things. So since you're saying, mm. you know, we've, uh, um, ETOs have collected about 700 million now, the deficit thereof then, can South Africa approach uh, bodies like the World Bank for that? 
Well, I, I, I don't know. The government and Treasury is going to have to approach uh, and do what it needs to do to, to get South Africa out of the current hole that it's in, its, it's, its finance and deficits that it has, um, and the interest rates that we are paying for the massive bonds and borrowings in the state-owned institutions. We are in a very difficult situation. This is a legacy left uh, from state capture over the last uh, eight years or so. And, uh, and now we have a bloated government, we have an inefficient government, a lot of maladministration, uh, corruption that has cost this country a lot of money. And, uh, and, and so where they're going to get the funds from to cover the deficit uh, is, is, is something they're going to have to work out as a, as a country. I mean, we also, uh, we, but we do know that the motorist has paid an increase in the fuel levy, which we're, by the way, we're calling for today and will march next week to have the fuel levy dropped by one rand. Um, because it's gone too high. You know, at the time the tolling started, fuel levy was just over a rand. It's now three rand uh, 34 cents or so, and government is getting about 74 billion rand from that fuel levy from the motorists. And mm. um, and this this uh, this the, the 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 amount of money they need to to furnish uh, to finance the bonds is about two billion rand a year. Uh, but now that interest has gone up because they haven't paid anything for the last 10 years. So they're in a pickle, but we've got to, you know, work with government to get out of this hole. But we don't, we cannot release and relent, uh, we cannot uh, let up on the pressure. We must we must continue to put government under pressure to find efficiencies to settle these bonds. All right, let's take a bit of a break, Wayne, if you can just stay with us. Wayne Duvenage, CEO of Alta, so, uh, talking about e-tolls here on Lifetime Live. Uh, stay with us. Let's take a short break. SAFM, leading the conversation. Leading the conversation with Wayne Duvenage here on SAFM, CEO of Alta, talking about e-tolls. Do call us on 0891-104-207, WhatsApp us 061-410-4107, SMS 40938 at 150 per SMS. You can tweet us at SAFM Radio. My name is Asanda Beda. This is Lifetime Live here on uh, SAFM. So, I mean, Wayne, talking about the fuel levy yeah, being too high and uh, there's a march that Alta will be doing or uh, participating in, in that. 74 billion going into the government of this. What are they explaining when they are challenged to explain why, where this, uh, this, these funds are going? Well, the fuel levy has been used forever and a day as a tax on motorists. And um, it's a soft tax, it's an easy tax because you just add it to the fuel price. It's not like ETOLs where you say, well, I'm not going to pay now, you can't fetch the money. If you want to fill up your car, you uh, you can't tell the petrol tenant, look, I want to pay for the fuel price, but I don't want to pay for the fuel levy. It's there mm. in the price. And what government does is, is, as I said, the motorist is a soft target. And generally speaking, motorists around the world are, are, are people with money. And, um, and, 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 and in South Africa in particular, the motorist is generally a taxpayer potentially, but the cost of motoring are passed on to the poor through, through bus transport, through through taxis, uh, and through goods getting to markets that are passed on to the uh, on the fuel price and consumer prices. So um, they get uh, about ten years ago they were getting about twenty four billion rand. It's now seventy five, mm-hmm. and that uh, that's a lot of money. It doesn't get ring fenced for motorists, so it doesn't get ring fenced just for roads. It goes into the coffers of Treasury, and then Treasury, along with that and uh, and PAYE and company taxes, all of those taxes then divvies it up and, and, and distributes it to running the country. Uh, so the motorist is funding not only roads, but other things. And I think I think we know that uh, the motorist understands and uh, the, uh, the 
paying higher taxes to undo the damages of apartheid and the social infrastructure that we need to uh, correct and fix in this country. So, But they've pushed that envelope a little bit too far. And what happens is when the fuel price goes up, the oil price, and the rand weakens, well, then we see what's happened over the last six months, and fuel's now over 16 rand a litre. And that is starting to hurt. But that's as a result of this fuel levy being pushed too high when the fuel price was weaker uh, or better in favour of mergers and the rand was stronger. Now it's coming to haunt government. Yeah. And so that strategy or, or what strategy is Alta suggesting that the government adopt in doing away with the e-tolls? You, you mentioned one of that being social infrastructure correction. Uh, just break it down for us in terms of what your su- suggestion as Alta is in that strategy. Well, well, in, in, in the ETOL matter, it doesn't, it doesn't help to flog a dead horse. In other words, if you are barely covering the cost of collection, then you're not doing nothing going towards the country and, and settling the bonds. Uh, what we suggested to government uh, 10 years ago, in 2007 and 8, when they when they, when they the ETOL decision to, um, to fund this cutting free air project, we suggested that government should have increased the fuel levy then by 10 cents. Yeah. What's happened is they've increased the fuel levy by two rand and twenty cents. So uh, they've really got a lot of money out of the motors nationally. A ten cent increase in the fuel levy back then, by the way, would have already paid for the e-tolls today. They could have reduced the fuel levy by another ten cents, and uh, and we wouldn't um, and we would have really settled the bonds, and we wouldn't have had these e-tolls here uh, to try and finance this this freeway uh, upgrade. So uh, you know. Government's in a very difficult position now when, as it tries to balance its books. It needs revenue from all quarters, and uh, it doesn't want to relinquish any ETOL opportunities, um, but it's got no choice because the public aren't paying. Let's read an SMS now from Billy, uh, who's SMSing us from Ifafa Beach. Uh, and this reads, let us catch all our officials that are corrupt and foreigners that leak money out of the country. Then we can ride our roads for free. So touching on corruption, thank you for your SMS there, Billy. Uh, touching on corruption there, uh, Wayne, which you also mentioned, and you talked about the state capture legacy. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, uh, corruption is costing this uh, country uh, billions, I think, if you add it up. Um, the economists put it at, at, at over 100 billion rand in the last five years. And uh, at 27 billion rand, I saw a figure quoted recently by by uh, someone in authority this last year. And when you add a maladministration to that and then unex- unnecessary expenditure such as bloated governments and that, we believe that if government became an efficient entity and an institution and, and, uh, and it rooted out the gross maladministration and corruption, we would have more than enough money to deal with this country's issues of shortage of schools, houses, fix up the, um, the health sector, and, uh, and and not have to go and toll urban freeways. Now, and listen, mm-hmm. there's another view we need to point out, and that is that long-distance tolling is, is, is the routes we, we travel uh, occasionally. But freeways that we travel daily to get to and from work should not be subjected to a user-pay scheme. And that was mm-hmm. a view, by the way, expressed in the 2013 presidential review on state-owned entities. Uh, it's not just our view. And uh, so, yeah, we've got a lot of work to do to undo corruption and maladministration and get this country back on track. And, and, and I can tell you now the problems are even worse at local government level and the municipalities which are collapsing under the weight of, uh, of, of gross uh, corruption. 
The ANC has admitted that ETOLs have contributed to the loss of support for the leading party. So if ETOLs were scrapped, do we see then an automatic rise in support for the party or the people's confidence has been lost already with this? I think that people's confidence has been lost. Remember in, in 2014, the uh, national and provincial elections then in Gauteng, the Gauteng province ANC lost, uh, I think they in, uh, their, um, they got 63% of, uh, in 2014, uh, the prior year, and in 2014, as a result of the launch of ETOLs, it dropped down to about 54%. So they lost, I think it was close to 10% of the votes for the provincial votes uh, here in Gauteng, provincial and national. Now, this is, Gauteng is a pretty much urbanized area, the voters, uh, uh, it's, it's not a rural vote. They understand the issues, they can see through um, decisions that are made for the wrong reasons, and that's why they lost those votes. I think if, if government pulls ETOLs and, and, and ANC rides on their ticket saying it was a ruling party decision or an ANC decision to pull ETOLs uh, before these next elections, uh, I don't think they're going to get many votes from that uh, uh, because the people have seen right to it. It's, 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 it's not something that uh, is going to uh, display any levels of transparency mm. and confidence in the ruling party. Okay, let's continue our chat. We just need to go to news headlines with Uzi Lesaku. Now, we've got a caller as well. Professor Renlamila, we note you. We'll take your call after the news headlines if you can just hold for us. So the number to call is 891 You can WhatsApp 061-410-4107 and SMS 40938 at 1 rand 50 per SMS. It's half past one. Over to you, Uzile. Discussions impacting your life the most. Yeah, on SFM, leading the conversation with Wayne Duvenage, CEO of Outer, talking e-tolls. My name is Asanda Beda. As promised, uh, Professor, let's come to you now. Welcome to SFM, Professor Relamila. I just want to, to say something, uh, of course, in relation to the e-toll. And mm. uh, while I support, actually, Outer's uh, initiatives on this, uh, I thought, actually, the best way of looking at what has happened with e-toll could have been to do an introspection of how we are going to deal with PPP and not saying PPP should never happen in this country. And I think it is, uh, it is, it is to some extent naive to think actually that uh, throughout the, uh, the, the remaining part of whatever we can talk about in this country, that the infrastructure will not completely embrace uh, PPPs. I think this PPP was not managed properly, which I quite agree, and I think Auta has brought an awareness that if we want to go for any uh, funding model for infrastructure, we need to consult the public properly. And I think mm. that was not done. And, and, and for that matter, I thought this could have helped us to be able to do an introspection rather than throwing the baby in the bathwater. Thank you so much for your call, Professor. Uh, Wayne, are you in agreement that there was no proper consultation on the PPP? Absolutely. The professor hits the nail right on the head there. And that is that, um, you know, our constitution is very clear on this, and especially of projects of this magnitude and size that impacts heavily on society, is that government needs to consult properly. And I'll tell you why. Mm. In this specific case, um, electronic tolling uh, of, of, of urban areas does work occasionally. It worked in London, it worked in Stockholm, and it worked only because of of a couple of factors. The first one was they got the public on the side of government. Government sold this plan to the people and got them involved in the decision on the rates, 
But why they also got them involved in the decision is because the money was going to be plowed into upgrading the public transport systems in those cities. And so you'll see that tolling, uh, the, the inner city tolling in, in London, for instance, and in Stockholm, that money was used to introduce park and rides, new bus routes, uh, additional coaches, train routes, and so forth. And and when you do that, you start to solve congestion in a city. You don't just solve it by widening the freeways. You have to introduce uh, an integrated public transport system that is safe and reliable. And I can assure you that I would be the first person to put an e-tag on my car if I knew the funds were going in towards putting reliable buses. If I had to catch two buses to work and back and to go to meetings and catch trains and that, uh, and they were reliable and safe, um, that would be a brilliant thing to fund if I got in my car and drove on the freeway and, and contributed towards those costs. But unfortunately, the consultation was so weak, it was non-existent literally, uh, to the extent that uh, we only learnt about the decision after the roads had been built and the bo- money had been borrowed. And, uh, and that is not right. So the introspection is quite correct, as the professor says. Hopefully government learns from this, but it cannot run roughshod over its citizens. It's got to take its citizens' views into account uh, when it makes decisions of this nature. And if it doesn't, it's going to pay the price. And this is what it's paid. It's paid mm. a heavy price on e One hopes they learn.